It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. We are back on schedule. This is back-to-back Mondays, Brandon, that we're back on, uh, giving the people all the great information. Today, we are talking about misinformation, some things out there about physical therapy or about you know coming to see us or coming to see any physical therapist that, that really is just uh, isn't true or is just misunderstood. And so this episode really is uh, mainly for for patients out there that are maybe uh, you know not sure of exactly how the whole process works. But first, man, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a, it's a good start to the week. Came in the office and first thing I saw on my desk was a was a custom mask, a Star Wars Harry Potter hybrid mask, dude. It's it is legit. So shout yes. out to Amy's mom for making that. Yes, for us, man. Our amazing colleague Amy's mom coming through. This is the yeah. second <laughs> second generation of masks from yeah. her. So first one was great. Um, and it had a pretty cool design, but this one being custom, uh, Star Wars, Harry Potter, I feel like that takes the cake. Yeah, for real. So, uh, yeah, and, and honestly, like, I'm, I'm just in a, in, a, in a really good mood this week because, you know, I think we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel for this, this pandemic, at least in our area. You know, I, I realize that every state and really city is different. But, um, you know, that's really one of the main purposes of this episode is that, you know, these, these phases have been laid out for reopening the economy and uh, South Carolina just being what it is. Uh, we got to anticipate that we're going to be, you know, moving ahead probably faster faster than some of the other uh, areas of the country. And with that said, uh, phase one includes um, resuming elective surgeries, right? And elective surgeries in our world really means those orthopedic surgeries, right? Those post-op knees, shoulders, hips, everything in between. And so what we really wanted to do here was mainly gear this towards patients, but also, you know, any PTs out there listening and think about, you know, maybe these are some things that you encounter with patients as well too. Um, Because the fact is, is that when patients get surgery uh, and these surgeons have, you know, their own practices. You don't see many private practices long, but they have physician owned physical therapy clinics. A lot of times, at least in our area, they're affiliated with the hospital systems. There's some misinformation being put out there, right? And by that, what I mean is that when a patient gets surgery, oftentimes it is either suggested that the patient goes to their own physical therapist, right? The, the ones that the physicians own or you know, the ones within the hospital system and different reasons for that. Sometimes there's, there's money involved, right? They get incentivized for that. Sometimes it's just admitted, you know, they'll just say, Hey, uh, you go to PT here and they don't inform patients that you actually have a choice where you want to go. And, you know, unfortunately there are some times where they're, they're just lied to, right? They're told that you have to go to our physical therapy clinic. You don't have a choice, or if you go somewhere else, your insurance won't cover it. 
And what we wanted to do today was take the opportunity to really just shed some light and just, you know, explain the truth in the situation so that, you know, patients out there listening, you're going to be best served for your needs. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things, too. We get asked the same questions a lot. Right. And I'm sure all PTs out there are asked a lot of these same questions. Like when can I come see you? What's the process? Like how long can I come see you? Things about insurance, all those different type things. We get asked a lot of the same questions. And, and most of the time, as you mentioned, so someone um, just is, uh, you know, misinformed about how, you know, physical therapy works, especially in our state and things like that. And so um, we thought like an FAQ type um, uh episode would be great to address some of those too. But like you mentioned, yeah, that we have some physician practices in town that are ramping up their elective procedures quickly. I mean, really quickly, even more, more quickly, I think than, than any of us anticipated. So um, I know we're anticipating, uh, you know, kind of this big influx of people that are going to be needing post-operative PT. Mm -hmm. And so that's what kind of spurred this uh, a little bit, man. But I guess the, the first question we get that's regardless of, uh, diagnosis or what happened is is actually just about coming to see us and that's the number one question we first get is do I need a referral to come see you and Brandon in South Carolina do they need a referral to come see us no with an asterisk right yep. so um, in in South Carolina question right, right, right. <laughs> in South Carolina we have 30-day direct access, which means that you can come see us right off the street. You can walk in and we can see you without a referral and we can bill your insurance. Now, there are some exceptions to that, right? Medicare it has always required a referral. Uh, certain types of, you know, TRICARE, TRICARE Prime um, requires a referral as, as well too. Um, however, um, for the rest of you, you know, whether it's a private payer, Blue Cross Blue Shield, our largest private payer, or our self-pay rate too, you can come see us without a referral for 30 days, right? And so that means, you know, 30 days from the start of the eval. So essentially think beginning of the month to the end of the month. So, you know, with that said, you know, if, if you do run over, then what's, what's the next yep. step? So after 30 days, we can still see, we would just need to get a physician referral there for continued care. If it's for the same thing that you've been seeing us for. And if you uh, don't have someone to, to go see, like we can help you figure that out. You know, that's, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. And, it, and that, it's a lot, it's an easier process, much as you think we have, there's so many ways you can go about getting that. And we say referral, it, it, it can be from a physician, often is, right, an MD or a DO, but it can be a nurse practitioner. It can be a, a physician assistant. It, it Technically, it doesn't even have to be your doctor, right? It can be a friend or a family member. Um, there's even been, there, there, was, there was a case a while back where I had a patient that had a radiologist on her kickball team. And he literally wrote a script on a napkin. But the purpose of this is because is, is we have to have this as physical therapists. It's a state law. Insurance doesn't really care, but this is something that keeps us legal. So, you know, if you go over 30 days for the same diagnosis, think the same body part, right? If we're seeing you for a hip and it's going to go over that initial month, we got to have that in the chart, right? In case our, our state license board comes to audit us. And again, really, really easy. We can help with that process. Um, usually we, we get it done and we got multiple avenues for that. Yeah. And I think that's another, uh, like you meant, you already answered my next question. It's kind of another thing of misinformation of why is that 30 days in place and why do we need that? Does that have to do with insurance? And it has nothing to do with the insurance companies. That is simply our practice act and what we have to do to, to, to stay legal in the state of South Carolina there. Um, so it doesn't have anything to do with insurance. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Will insurance cover PT if they come to see us before, uh, before that 30 days or without a script or, and will it continue to cover it afterwards? Uh, it's another loaded question. So let's talk yeah. to you about us and insurance coverage. Sure. Yes. Yeah, they, they will. Now, 
you got to keep in mind every insurance policy is is slightly different and that's why whenever you call to schedule your appointment that's why we take your information ahead of time and you know we we call you back um, and let you know what your benefits are what the estimate of the costs are going to be that sort of thing um, but yes for for the most part, I'd say 99.9% of the time, because you know I'm sure there are some exceptions out there. Um, insurance will cover physical therapy. Yep. Now you, a big thing with, with us is being uh, is determining you know your insurance and if we are in network with them. So we are yep. we are not in network with every insurance uh, that people might have around us here. We're we you know made a decision to be network with some insurance is one that makes sense for us. So. Um, we can still see individuals who are not in network. Can you talk about that process a little bit for someone who wants to still see us, but isn't in network with, uh, or we aren't in network with their insurance? Sure. Yeah. So for patients who are out of network with the insurances that we take, we also offer a cell pay rate of $120 per visit. And, uh, you know, essentially that's, that's our, our cash rate is at 120. Yeah. And, and so that's something too, that um, we have a fair, fair number of percentage of our, our caseload that is that self-pay rate that still wants to come see us because um, they, you know, maybe they had a friend or family member that come see us or maybe they saw us before and they had different insurance and, and they still want to come back to us. So we actually do see the, uh, a decent chunk of our population is that self-pay rate. And so can you talk a little bit about other things we can do for them in terms of, of uh, helping them submit on their own behalf of their insurance company? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we're out of network, that means we're not going to be able to, to file your insurance, right? But there are ways that you can do that yourself. So what we do for that is we offer what's called a super bill. So a super bill is, is think like, a, like an invoice or, um, you know, think like a uh, itemized bill that has all the diagnostic codes, all the treatment codes, everything that you need. It's all on one page that you, one page per visit that you can then self-submit to your insurance. And every policy is different, but Depending on your insurance, some will reimburse you for all of it, maybe a portion of it. Some will also uh, just apply it towards deductible, but then you also get into little things like that too. Some insurances have an in-network versus out-of-network deductible, but typically we tell people, get that super bill, you know, do something with it because you don't want to leave money on the table. Yeah. So we, you know, we cater to, to as many people as we can, right? We want to be able to help people regardless of what their insurance situation is. And we will help you the best that we can, uh, regardless of whether we're in network uh, with your insurance or not. But um, I kind of want to get away from insurance a little bit. And I want to get into another big, this is probably the biggest question on here, the biggest issue I have with all these different things we're talking about today. And that is when someone is told that they have to actually go to a specific clinic. They might have a script pad that even has that clinic's name and number on it, right? Or they're told PT at this place. Oftentimes it's, like you mentioned, it's uh, a clinic that might be even owned by the physician that they're seeing or the physician group that they're seeing. So um, that, Brandon, do you have to go to the clinic where your physician tells you you have to go? Boy, this is, this is one thing that, that chaps my hide, right? Whenever a, a, a doctor tells their patient, uh, you, can, you have to go to my clinic. You can't go anywhere else because that's just not true. That's patently false. So I, I always give the example of medication. Just, just think medication, right? Whenever you go to see your doc and he writes you a script for you know, an antibiotic or, or something like that, you can take that to CVS, Walgreens, whatever mom and pop pharmacy you want to go to. Same thing with physical therapy. That script that the physician has, it could literally have a different clinic's name on it, but it's good here. You can go to where the, the doctor suggests, and they might have some good physical therapists there. You can go here. You can go anywhere you want to, but as a patient, you have the choice to go wherever you want to go. Yeah, and, and that's where it comes down to being a savvy consumer, right, and advocating for yourself a little bit too and, and, and doing your research. And I actually love when we've had people who are – 
uh, prior to a, a scheduled elective orthopedic procedure. And they are, they come in just out of the blue, come in because they wanted to see us meet us because they're trying to determine where they want to go for their post-op care. And I love that, man. I think that's what we should do. Right. You know, you mentioned the pharmacy example. It's like you, you, a lot of times people find a pharmacy that they like, that they want to go to where the people know their name, where they get to, you know, somebody's asking, you know, you go up there to pick up medication. They're asking how your kids are. And it's like, you develop that relationship with people and, and you find that, that not everyone is, uh, one of those is create equal. It's the same thing from a physical standpoint or physical therapy standpoint. You want to, you hopefully, you know, find a clinic and therapist that you can develop a relationship with and have a like kind of that lifelong relationship to where when you or family members or friends need something, you know exactly where they're going to go. And and you could, a lot of times I see this as someone goes to a different physician, physician that's maybe way to be more of a specialist in what they're going to. And that person is, is, you know, new to their course of care and telling them, oh, you have to go here. And so um, fortunately, you know, we, we like to think that we've created, a, a, you know, a, 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 you know a, these relationships with individuals that they've seen us before. A lot of times they they will directly tell their, their uh, physicians that they want to come to us, which is, uh, we always really, really appreciate that. But that is definitely a false statement. You have the choice. And that's where I would encourage you to be a savvy consumer. Yeah. And, and just a quick aside to, this is a little more geared towards physical therapists that uh, listen to this shout out to all our, our audience for that too. But um, you know, we just, we got to anticipate with just the current state of things that uh, the physicians that are encouraged or incentivized to keep it in-house that you're probably going to see a lot more of that too. So I, I, I would suggest, you know, to not shy away from this and be aggressive with your marketing and make sure you're just telling the truth and educating your patients and your community on what they can do. Yeah. So um, I guess that kind of is another good segue into kind of our next question of, well, if they have a choice and they can be savvy consumers and do their research, why should they pick us or a clinic like ours if they're not directly in our area? What makes us different? Well, I think just because we're the best in the world. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, totally not biased in that in no. at all. <laughs> no, I mean, so all right. So the the the, the, the really the, the the principles and foundations of what we started this clinic with. So we are every visit is guaranteed one hundred percent one on one with a doctor of physical therapy, and we are very passionate about what we do. Very picky with who we hire, and we have just rock star physical therapists that are good at what they do, that love what they do. And, you know, you, you got to think, you got to think we're coming out of a, a COVID pandemic that unfortunately that virus is going to be around to some degree in some form or fashion um, for the foreseeable future, honestly, probably in the like quarter two of next year. And so with us being one-on-one, -on -one, our volume is low, right? So yes, you know, full disclosure, the, it is not without risk to leave your house, right? Staying inside is probably the best way to, you know, not contract this virus. However, um, we are taking as many precautions as we can. And just the fact alone that you're going to be one-on-one -on -one with a physical therapy is going to be way better than being one of three per hour with a physical therapist and being in a clinic where you're all going to be packed like sardines, especially with social distancing potentially going to be in place for the rest of the year. Yeah. I think um, in addition to everything that you've mentioned, Ben, um, even from a post-op perspective, the one-on-one -on -one aspect is huge. And it's, I'm seeing this with a remote client of mine, you know, a remote client of mine who we've talked about him on here, our, our good buddy who um, has been a patient of yours, client of mine for a while, who had that, that nasty little ski accident that we talked about on a previous ex episode. And, um, you know, he had that, um, you know, has a, had an ACL repair and ended up, um, or I'm sorry, reconstruction and had, um, is in the middle of his, um, his therapy right now and he's about six weeks out and man the you know getting to hear 
know, him telling me what, how it's going and hearing the, the generic nature and the putting you on 15 minutes of heat and then going to work with somebody else and then doing a little something with you and then finishing up with 15 minutes of ice and then going to do something else with somebody else. And, and, you know, him basically, you know, and some of his time there being spent just 10, 15 minutes on a bike. It's like, you know, he's got 45 minutes of his session is, is unattended essentially um, because there are other people in the clinic and, and that therapist having to bounce uh, around and I'm trying not to take too much of a shot at the therapist itself because that, you know, again, that clinic situation, that's how they're set up. Um, But um, it's you know, the system, it's yeah. the system. And, and it makes me, it, you know, it's, it's looking at, it, it's like, man, he's getting like, yeah, yeah. He's going three times a week. You know, he's going three times a week and he's probably getting a grand total of an hour of actual one-on-one care in that time. And I'm thinking about to myself, it's like, man, it's like, that's every patient for us. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's just such a different environment. And so um, even for post-ops where arguably the creativity, at least initially is not as, as high, you know, because there's a lot of times there's, there's different protocols from the physician or whatever we might be doing, or there's limitations based on the tissue healing timeline or whatever's going on um but even then you know the environment and being one-on-one and having that person's full attention for an entire hour every time you come in is is still necessary in in my opinion for those people and and you it's it hurts my heart a little bit when i hear other people talking about their current experiences or, yeah. or previous experiences so um there's, there's i'm gonna get off my soapbox for a minute you're good man no you're good you're good no and i and i and i agree. i mean i think that um you know again that that goes back to just you know, that's a little bit more on the, um, you know, hiring the right employee and, and surrounding yourself with the right team is kind of where that comes in, man. Yeah. Cause like I said, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're like the Avengers, man. We're yes. <laughs> but I don't uh, want to be Captain America. If that's the case. <laughs> and I, of course I want to be Thor. Everybody wants to be Thor. Not, not fat Thor, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be Thor. From, uh, what was that? An in game? <laughs> He's got the, the barrels of, uh, of alcohol. The comedic relief there, but yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, I think that, um, you know, once people do come to the clinic and they experience what we do and they compare that to previous experiences, they, they, they don't leave. So it's, uh, you know, it's good, you know, and, and that's also drives a word of mouth referral as well, too. So that's what really keeps your business going. So um, I think the last thing that we wanted to address just following on the same lines, which we touched on about, you know, not being surrounded by a ton of other patients in a small space or the precautions, right? So, uh, so Josh, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the precautions that we have put into place and that we continue, that we will continue to put into place for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So, so like you mentioned for the foreseeable future, we're going to keep these going for a while. Right. Um, Just because, you know, no one truly knows exactly how this is going to pan out and how long this process is going to be. And so for us, um, the first step is one, you know, questionnaire. And we actually send this questionnaire uh, electronically if we can to the person to fill out before they even come in to each visit. Um, And it's, it has to do with, um, their their symptoms and how they're feeling, but also their travel history and who they've been around and how well they've adhered to social distancing guidelines. So that way, if somebody has traveled recently, been out of the state or been around people who've had, um, you know, other, you know, increase their risk of exposure, or if they have not adhered to these guidelines, then we're, we're trying to keep them from even coming into the clinic at all even if they had a scheduled appointment. So we try to preemptively do that. But um, when they get here, if they haven't already filled that question out, the question out, they're going to fill that out here as well. Um, just so again, we have our cutoffs with all these things on when we we would see somebody or when we wouldn't. Um, and again, the only people that we are having come in are people that we are looking at as more uh, urgent type cases, post-op type uh, cases where uh, we feel like they they will be significantly worse off if they do not receive in-person care um, at that time. Uh, and then also when the person gets here, we're taking their temperature, um, you know, immediately to, to assess, are they having any current symptoms that they may be unaware of? And, and the, you know, those combined with, menis- you know, mitigating the number of people that actually come in by, you know, 
basically assessing the need for each person and making sure that we're taking our at-risk at individuals and we're trying our best to keep them out of the clinic and doing more telehealth if we can. Um, we're really trying to limit uh, the exposure to ourselves and to each one of our patients. And then uh, each one of us, of course, is treating in a mask. And, uh, you know, and, and again, shout out to Amy's mom for, for making some awesome masks for us. Um, and, and, and then, of course, the, the washing of hands and cleaning of surfaces has something that we pride ourselves on being really thorough with already. Um, but I would say that, that just like everyone else, we're even turned it up even more, um, you know, turned it up a notch again. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I feel like each one of us has taken on a second job of, of cleaning the clinic in addition to all of our therapy responsibilities, just because we recognize the importance of, of maintaining that environment. Uh, so I feel like uh, we've done uh, a great job of, of, trying to mitigate as much risk as possible um, because we really do feel there are certain individuals that do still need to receive in-person care uh, and we're trying to still be able to provide that care in the safest environment that we can. And so that's kind of the approach that we've taken. And especially if these elective procedures are starting to ramp up. Like I said, I mean, we have some clinics or some physician groups in town that are ramping up this week. I'm talking like you know, performing dozens and dozens of surgeries this week that uh, are going to need care, right? And, and so we're hoping to maintain the best environment possible for those people to be able to help them uh, continue to progress without increasing any risk of, of adverse events. Absolutely, man. Yeah, well stated. I mean, it's, it's, it's a balance, right? We've got to definitely respect the, the virus, but we also got to take care of these people, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a huge, huge quality of life issue, um, you know, if, especially if post-ops don't get the care that they absolutely 100% need. So uh, with that said, you know, if you got any questions, if you're a patient listening to this, um, if you got anything else you want to talk about, feel free to, you know, give us a call or shoot us an email or, you know, DM through our, our Better, Fa Better Faster podcast Instagram. Um, for the rest of you out there, for our colleagues that are listening, uh, y'all stay positive out there, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll be back next week. And one last thing, if you liked the episode, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a five-star review. That way we can reach more people. And if you have any questions, a topic that you want us to cover, or maybe a person that you think we should interview, hit us up on Instagram, at BetterFasterPodcast. You can also keep up with updates on our physical therapy and strength and conditioning businesses by giving us follows, at VertexPT and at VertexStrength. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great week, and we'll be back next Monday. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.